Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Welcome everybody to another episode of Viva Las Vegas here on a Tuesday night deep in the middle of playoff season in the NBA and the NHL. We got a lot going on tonight, brothers. We got action all over the place. LeBron and the Cavaliers are locked in a tight one with the Boston Celtics. The Caps and the Lightning are really turning this into a physical one. And we'll touch on all of it and more. And as always, we're joined by our friend from SBR, the big man on campus. Jeff, how are you doing tonight, brother? Pretty good. Uh, wondering why we needed an hour to give a draft lottery. Why did that take an hour, Blackjack? Oh, my God, it was painful. I actually fell asleep during part of it, to be honest with you. Awful. And then when they when they finally get to the part that everyone wants to see, it takes all of about a combined 45 seconds. Exactly. I mean, you took how many breaks between figuring out who the top five were and then the top three, then you take another break. Uh, you literally could have did it in, like, five minutes before the game started. Like, you know how, like, they do the uh, break from the national anthem and stuff? And yeah. And break before the game starts? Could have did it right then, and, and Jeff, and you would have been. Am I am I crazy? But I didn't they used to do this at halftime of a game? Uh, I believe they have, and I, I'm not sure why they didn't do it. I don't know why they don't do that now. I mean, that would have been a great idea. Uh, it used to be a half an hour. Now it's an hour. It's amazing. It's absurd. It's but really anyway, the result of that are the Phoenix Suns get the number one pick in the NBA draft, which, um, you know. They were the team with the uh, the best odds there, and number two goes the Sacramento uh, the um, was the Kings or the Hawks second Jeff. Uh, the, Kings the Kings and then the Hawks. Yeah, and the Hawks third. So yeah, uh, Memphis really got Memphis really got screwed. Atlanta got screwed. Probably should have been the second pick. Memphis though, not getting that third pick. You know, not even in the top three. That's a tough one. Um, but um, yeah, you know, it's it makes for an interesting draft now because. I could see the Suns going, obviously, John Drayton's the best player, but are they ready to give up on Dragon Bender is a big question. I know Drayton's the best player, and I think they'll they'll take him, but Luka Doncic is a hell of a guard. Uh, That would go great with uh, Booker. uh, Booker. And you look at Blackjack, there's two reasons why I like Doncic to that team. First of all, the new coach uh, is used to coach Doncic for Slovenia. Uh, and you look at the Western Conference back here, what is the common theme with all the great teams in the West? Well, really, Point with guards. any team in the NBA. Point guards. Guards, exactly. Um, I think, you know, that's kind of where we are now. And, you know, you, you have Josh Jackson, who's a great defender. Um, you have three picks in the first round, so you're going to be able to get a, a, a good big, uh, you know, for depth and, and maybe to even start. 
Um, the question is, do you feel that guards are more important? Do you think that he's a transcendent big like a Joel Embiid or a Towns or someone like right. that? Uh, well, you know, Jeff, we'll that's a great point, too, because, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say with the Sixers because of, of you know, the time that Embiid missed with injury. But, you know, you looked at Carl Anthony Towns, and, and he didn't really accomplish very much in Minnesota without without quality guard play. Anthony exactly. Davis didn't do it until he had good guard play. DeMarcus Cousins got nothing out of Sacramento. You know, and as good Correct. as DeAndre Ayton looks, and please make no mistake, DeAndre Ayton is a stud in this draft. Um, the way the Suns are built, you're, you're kind of right. And I think that the, them hiring their coach the way they did may tip their hand just a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point by you. And, you know, you look at Phoenix. I mean, you have the 16th pick, Blackjack. Keep in mind, there's some really good bigs in this draft, particularly in the middle draft. I mean, you could take a Robert Williams. You could take, um, you know, um, you know a, a, a Mitchell Robinson. You could take a, a, a Spellman from Villanova. I mean, there are, there are a lot of good options. Marge Wagner late. You know, there are some good players late in this draft. Brandon McCoy out of UNLV. Chemezi Metu. There are some good guys you can take. I mean, they have literally blackjack in the first, like I said, they have a 16th to 31st in the first pick. You're going to be able to get some decent basketball players, uh, particularly in those first two picks. I think they're set up really well. And I got to tell you, if they make the right selections, whether they take Doncic, who I think they should take, and let's say they can get themselves uh, a Mitchell Robinson or Robert Williams, I don't think it's hard to believe that they could make the playoffs. Booker's that good. Um, I think uh, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson's a great player uh, defensively. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and you, the West, you know, down towards the bottom, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Igor's a good coach, and I think uh, that's something to look yeah. forward to. But yeah, it will be a fun draft. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, always a great time of the year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and you know, Jeff, now we'll. You know, as we transition to back what's going on on the court, we've got the Boston Celtics who who trailed the whole first half. <laughs> they they come out in the third quarter. They take it to Cleveland. We now have eight and a half minutes to play, and the Celtics are up by eight points in game two here. LeBron is doing everything possible to, to throw this team on his back tonight, but it may not be enough uh, as the Celtics now – are are up by eight heading to the free throw line with eight twenty to go. Well, what's your takeaway from this game so far, Jeff? Because I'm looking at this and I'm just thinking, I, th- this Cleveland team just might be overmatched here. I mean, this is and this is the reason I didn't think Cleveland could win this series. I mean, we heard all this stuff about how great LeBron is, and he is. He's an amazing player. He's arguably the best player we've ever seen. But they're just not very good other than LeBron James. They don't get consistent play from anyone else. I mean, God forbid, Kevin Love is giving you 20 points and 11 boards. Where the hell is Jared Smith in this series? Where the hell is George Hill? Where the hell is Tristan Thompson? Where the hell is Clarkson? Where are these bench players? Jeff Green. And this is just a, a, a wretched game. They're lucky they're only down eight or nine or whatever they're down. Yeah, LeBron they has are. given them everything. Yep, he has. And, and that's the thing, man. You know, we... we we talked about this coming into the series, and, you know, I think you and I were on the same page. I, I said that I thought it would be a close series, but, you know, at that plus money price, there was no way you, you couldn't take the Celtics. Um, I think people just fell in love with the Cavs after the sweep of the Raptors, and, and that, that's a classic mistake. I mean, for whatever reason, Cleveland just owns real estate in Toronto's head. I mean, they, they just do. 
because you, you look back to the prior series against the Pacers, and the Pacers very easily could have eliminated this Cavaliers team. I mean, they, they, they were a few plays away from doing it. And Cleveland squeaked by, and now they're up against the Boston team where they don't have home court. And winning in Boston is not the easiest thing for them. And you're looking at LeBron, who's giving you 35, 8, and 10, and they're still down by nine points. I mean, it's, there's just not much around him on this team, guys. And if, if, you're, if you're one of those people that just thinks LeBron can carry a team, that's not the way the NBA works anymore. One guy can't do it by himself. And, and he's showing you that right here in these playoffs because he's doing everything humanly possible, and it's just not enough. They need to find a way to win this game. And if they don't do it, this series is over. It is. Uh, because with the way Boston's playing right now, um, I just I, I couldn't see them blowing a two-game lead. Um, look, I know LeBron's LeBron, but um, they looked overmatched right now in this series. They're horrendous on the defensive end. Um, they're um, just not very good other than LeBron's concerned. And you know, this Boston team looks really impressive, man. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I think we're going to see a Boston-Golden State uh, finals, and uh, they have to find a way to win this. If they don't win this game, this series is over. I, I, I agree with you, too, that I think that's what we're going to see. And I'll tell you, Jeff, I think everybody, including us and, and everybody, slept on just how good this Celtics team is coming into these playoffs because, I'll be honest, I thought they were going to lose in the second round to Philadelphia. Um, and their their depth is just so incredible. And when you think that this team next year is going to get Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward back – with another year of development from guys like Smart and Rozier and Brown and Tatum, this team is set up for the future, man. I mean, this team's not going anywhere for a long time. Yeah, and I, I think what makes it more evident in this series as well is there's absolutely no way LeBron James is staying in Cleveland. It's absolutely none. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I mean, what the hell is this team? I mean, they suck. I mean, other than LeBron, there's nothing here. They're just – they're shit. I mean, and, and I don't really – it's not going to improve. I mean, you're not going to go out and make big signings for LeBron. I mean, it's not going to happen. LeBron's gone, and it's going to be quick because um, this team is not winning this series. If they don't win this game, this series is over. Uh, it's that simple. Um, and where he goes after that uh, will be anybody's guess. But he is not staying in Philadelphia. It's not going to happen. Um, Blackjack, uh, we got a lot on the cards tonight. Obviously, you talked about – Tampa and Washington. We'll get to that. We get your Vegas Golden Knights back on the ice tomorrow. Is it tomorrow, Blackjack? Tomorrow. Game three in Vegas. Tomorrow night. There we go. Uh, Viva Las Vegas. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where the Golden Knights will be at the T-Mobile mm-hmm. Center, uh, which is exciting. That, that that series is going to be a goddamn nail-biter. I'm telling you. That, that series is going to be tough. Yeah. No, you're totally right, uh, and it's going to be fun. I mean, it's fun to watch. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, baseball's been very odd tonight. You had, um, you've had games very. start and stop. Uh, the Yankees game has been pushed to tomorrow, even though you're in the sixth inning or fifth inning. Uh, the Phillies and uh, Orioles have been postponed. Um, I thought uh, they were going to start that game at 10:30 Eastern uh, in Baltimore, which would have been very odd. Um, you have some other games that started late. Um, just a weird night on the diamond. This is what happens. A lot of pop-up thunderstorms right now, uh, part of the game. But we'll keep abreast of what's going on in uh, Boston right now. 
Um, 93-84 with about six to go. LeBron is doing everything he can. Him and Kevin Love are doing everything they can, but it's not easy. Uh, if you want to call in, we'd yeah. love to hear from you. 917-889-3290. Blackjack, who are we sponsored by? Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about Southtown 101? Brothers, listen, if you're ever in the San Antonio area, there's no excuse not to go to Southtown 101 at 101 Parada Street, right downtown San Antonio. It's a great bar to hang out in, whether you want live music, whether you want karaoke, whether you want to go get something to eat or just hang out and drink. You can do it all inexpensively in a comfortable, friendly environment. There is no place better to do it than Southtown 101 in San Antonio. So make sure you stop by and see our friend Jeff Slaughter down there and uh, have yourself a hell of a time, man. We did. Yes, exactly. Very good food. Uh, let's hit the phone lines back. So we'll take a few calls here. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You want to talk NBA draft, call in. You want to talk um, baseball, call in, football. We had a great call last night with Josh from Cleveland. Josh, give us a call with a zinger. I'd love to hear another one of your zingers oh, like last night. Uh, let's uh, take a phone call here. Uh, you're live. What's up? Hey, what's up? What's happening, big man in uh, Blackjack? Hey, Black brother, what's up? How are you? Uh, very good. Uh, what was I going to say? Do you think KD will go down as one of the best players ever? No, yes. uh, even though he, even though. What he do you mean by that ever? Like how many players are we talking about? Top 10? Or We're talking top what? 10? Yeah, yeah, even top 10, even though what he did. Was top 10? I don't, I don't think top 10. He's probably top 20, not top 10. He's right there. He, he's like on the cusp of that, you know, 10 to Maybe 15 12, range probably. 15, but, um, He's right there. I mean, him leaving to go to Golden State, no, it's not going to it's not going to lessen his his uh you legacy. Don't think that you don't think that hurts his legacy a little bit? I mean, no, I really don't think it does just because that's the world we live in today. I mean, you know, it's 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 the age that the NBA is in. We don't live in the age anymore where guys stick with one team for their whole career. It just doesn't happen. I mean, it's it's just different. Right, but I go mean, to the know, Warriors. The nineties didn't have a salary cap. It wasn't what it is today. You could, you could go and do things differently. Today, it's not really built that way. I don't think it's. I don't think history is going to judge him harshly. That's crazy. But I was going to say, how many more titles do you give Golden State before their run is over? Probably three or four. Oh, three I don't think they're going to win four. I don't think win three. I mean, I, I well, think you're down. probably two. Um, yeah, two more. Yeah, I think it's two. And the reason I think that is just because, look, as as great as they are, and don't get me wrong, they're head and shoulders the best team in the NBA, it becomes harder to do it year in and year out. I mean, it, it's it's impossible to not let some form of complacency kick in at some point, okay? But, but Black, just, uh, let me ask you. you. You look at this roster, the way they're constructed. Okay, you have um, – Steph Curry, he's 30. Durant, 29. Draymond, 28. Uh, Clay Thompson, 28. We don't know if he'll be there long term, though. So what do you say? They have probably five years left each, maybe? Maybe more? I mean, in terms of them being in their primes, yes. Here's my concern. My concern is, number one, you hit hit on it with with Clay Thompson. I don't think they're going to be able to afford to keep Clay Thompson because part of that is – Durant keeps doing these one-year deals, these one- and two-year deals. That's going to make it very difficult to re-sign Klay Thompson to a long-term deal and continue to have the money to afford to re-sign Durant. 
I think that's going to be a problem for them at some point. And I think the answer is going to be that they trade Clay Thompson. I, I, I think that's eventually going to have to happen. Could be this year. That's a huge loss. Yeah. It's a huge loss. I think there's a lot of people that don't realize just how good Clay Thompson is and how important he yeah. is to this team. The other I concern I have is Steph Curry has had injuries over the course of his career. And as he gets older, those injuries are more likely to intensify and increase in frequency. I, I think you're going to see between that, between the fatigue that it takes on the body, continuing to have these deep playoff runs year after year after year. I, I just think it's going to become a little bit easier as the years go by to knock them off. It doesn't mean that they're not going to win titles. Like I said, I think, I think giving them two gives this team four in their run, which is an, an enormous amount of NBA titles. But it's going to become slightly easier for other teams and slightly harder for them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, big man. You go to Orange City for the summer, right? Yes. All right. I think you. I. I mean, you called me. I called you multiple times. I'm from Galloway and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, would like, I would. I like to meet. You. I would like to meet you this summer because, like, I like your know, oh, yeah. type of stuff. Like, I don't know. Talk over a few things because I remember I told you I'm only like. 19, so I'm just getting like into this. Oh, so, like, yeah, you're not gonna get the bet that sucks, bro. Well, I guess you could, huh? but you're not gonna get the bet that sucks. Yeah, I know that's why I'm for my best with my dad. <laughs> yeah, I'll put your bets in for you. Uh, oh man, I shouldn't have said, sorry, I, I'm kidding. Um, no, uh, we <laughs> yeah. will for sure. We'll, we'll meet up, man. No problem, definitely. All right, all right, sounds good. Have a good night, guys. Okay, Steve, take it easy. Uh, Blackjack, do you realize at the beginning of that call I said, what's your name? And he goes, oh, Blackjack. And I said, oh, hey, Blackjack. You hear that? Yeah, I, 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 Steve sounds like he's having a nice night. <laughs> I think I know what you mean by that. Um, we'll, we'll try this call. Uh, let's talk to uh, this caller. Caller, what's up? I'm Teddy C- What a life, man. Oh, Teddy? What a life. Um, I, I just get that out of the way because I know it's who that is. So it's like I'll get it out of the way. Um, so blackjack, obviously, um, NBA. We're back tomorrow with Houston and Golden State. Um, I, I mean, we're still not surprised that this line has got Golden State as an under. I I still won't don't yeah. understand this. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it. Doesn't make any sense. I don't either, Jeff. And you know, we talked about it last night. And I, I the, the best I can come up with is maybe, maybe you know, the books are just trying to make people think that it's a trap line. But I, I, I can't. I, I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't do it. Like I can't leave those points on the board with the Golden State Warriors when they are clearly the better team. I mean, it. it there's no other way to put it. I'm sorry. Like, and when we came into these playoffs, I was high on Houston. But watching them in the first two rounds, my man, is just – its they're a different team. I'm sorry. They just are. And I don't know whether it's coaching or whether it's the players not, not doing what they need to do. But they can't hang with this Golden State team. I think this series is over in five games. And I, I don't know which one Houston will get. Maybe it's tomorrow. I mean, maybe they get the job done tomorrow. I don't know. But I, I know that if you're going to throw points at me with Golden State, I'm going to take them every time. Totally agree. Um, Blackjack, I, I have to ask you about this because I saw this uh, today, and you know, we'll keep abreast of what's going on in, in Boston and, and, and talk baseball a little bit. But sports betting obviously getting legalized is a huge thing. You're getting comments from literally everyone about it. 
Joe West, who is a current umpire, uh, made some comments today regarding <laughs> uh, sports betting. Yes. Um, before I get into what he said, did you hear what he said? No, I did not. Okay. Basically, he says that he's deathly terrified of sports betting being legalized because if it happens, he'd be concerned that he would be a threat to have violence uh, against him because he makes bad calls and betters might lose their games. So they all attack him and he's concerned about that. And I guess I asked him, is he aware? And I know his name is <laughs> Cowboy Joe West. So I know he's probably living in, you know, like it's still, you know, 1960 in Asheville, North Carolina, where he's from. But I mean, does country Joe or Cowboy Joe realize that people already bet on games? Does he get that or? Does he not get that? Because they're pretty stupid comments. Yeah, you know, right? Jeff, that's that's kind of some of the things that I've been thinking about over um, <clears throat> over the last 36 hours or so. Um, you know, th- these people who want to act like, like, you know, gambling hasn't existed over the last, you know, 30 right. or 40 years are delusional. It's been there. It's just been right. underground. Like, it, it isn't all of a sudden that people who – had no interest in sports are going to start betting on on baseball games. They've already been doing it. Like it's been going on. It's just been going on through local bookies and offshore accounts. There's no difference, man. It, you're not going to all of a sudden get a flood of people who have never made a wager in their life say, "Well, I'm going to start betting on baseball games." It's been happening and for Joe West to think it's not is just naive. His comment, "It scares me to death." So if they lose their money and they're mad enough, Anything's allowed to happen. You really worry about the criminal aspect, guys getting hurt, getting their legs broken, anything really. What the hell is it? What is he, what is he talking about? So what is the book? Is the court, is William Hill, like, what are they going to, what would they break your legs over? What, what's that all about? What? What are you yeah, talking it, about? It's, it's, it's asinine. Babbling. It's naive. And it's, it's you know, it, again, it's just one of those things that people want to sit back and think like, gambling wasn't happening you're you're delusional i mean i'm sorry this has been going on it's not isn't changing anything nothing is changing is he senile i mean he, he, maybe he should be tested this seems no, like senile i think he's really just an <laughs> idiot <laughs> oh man unbelievable uh let's keep it moving here 917-889-3290 uh, if you want to comment on sports betting or whatever you want to talk about. Um, by the way, uh, I did get some good info, Blackjack, that by June 30th, every casino in Atlantic City will offer sports betting uh, by Memorial Day in Monmouth Park. So uh, it's going to be fairly quick, Blackjack. We'll be betting the World Cup. Uh, you'll be betting uh, July baseball. The All-Star game uh, will be bet on in Atlantic City. So uh, very cool. Uh, let's keep it moving with some calls here. Uh, let's talk to, uh, Dean. What's up, Dean? Yeah. How you guys doing? Hello, gentlemen. Good. Good. Uh, hey, Dean, what I had a qu- <laughs> Sorry. Um, I had a question in, in regards, actually, you guys kind of just, uh, DMLC uh, just kind of answered it. Uh, I was wondering, I wanted to get your guys' opinion as to when, you know, the, uh, the facilities, you know, whether it be uh, racetracks, casinos, when they'd be up and, and ready to start taking bets. I, I would say every casino in the state or racetrack would be up by July 4th at the latest. 
So you think all the uh, casinos in Atlantic City will be ready to take bets by like July 4th? I would believe so because what what happens in the, at the short towns is if you're doing construction on something, unless it's a per, personal residence, generally you do all your construction so you're ready by – I mean the money you make and lose by not being open in the summer is absolutely astronomical, especially this year. Uh, every casino will be done. Every casino will be ready to go. Um, and from what I've heard, uh, July 1st would be the latest. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And uh, well, I know that Mammoth uh, is already basically yeah, ready. Yeah, Mammoth uh, will be ready. ready. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know that Borgato's been, uh, is, is, be, is pretty, pretty prepared too, right? Yeah, I would imagine they would be the first or one of the bell cows to yeah. do it. I know Harris. If you yeah. go to Harris uh, in their poker room, Harris has um, a race book, so I'd imagine it'd be very simple to add in the sports book as well. Uh, most of these teams are ready. I mean, Tropicana recently made major renovations to their property. Uh, there's plenty right. of room there. If you're familiar with that poker room, they have a new room now. The old poker room, I think, would probably act as, as that area. So, yeah, all these casinos are pretty outfitted for it. Yeah, yeah well, Borgata actually that. built theirs. Uh, they, they built theirs about a year ago uh, when this case got certified to the Supreme Court. Uh, so they have they spent about three million dollars building a sports book right next to the race book. So they're they're ready to go as well. Be, I, I don't think it'd be out of the question to. I think they're really just waiting for legislation to pass at this point. I, I don't think it'd be out of the question that you know on a subsistent level if they offered, you know, within the next week or so. I I just think they're not legislation wise ready yeah. for it. I well, think the, they, the New Jersey legislation has passed. So I think at this point what they're doing is just staffing. The, the I, mean, I think they're just staffing up. Okay. So sure. I mean but yeah, I think you're yeah. right that and Jeff if you remember I don't know if you remember but around the the time of March madness there was there was a lot of yeah. chatter that this decision might have sure. come down one of those Mondays. The William Hill and Monmouth actually had temporary workers in the book ready to go because it was March Madness, they wanted to take those bets, they would have been ready to open that day had that decision come yep. down. So I yeah, just I think we're that. in kind of a slower part of the calendar right now where it's better to gear up for like a Memorial Day weekend type thing than it is to just go and do it haphazardly right now. Right. Yeah, well, I kind of uh, surmise that this, this is going to be a green light because uh, they're opening up where uh, – Trump Taj Mahal used to be. They're bringing in the Hard Rock, right? Um, and they're also opening. Uh, they're doing something. They're, they're reopening the uh, the Revel as well. Right. What I understand. Yeah, and, yep. they, and, and I'm sure they wouldn't be doing that unless they knew that. Well, no, you know, that's that's, that's one of the yeah. main reasons they did do it. Yeah. I mean, if you look around the state of New Jersey, I mean, there's. Uh, I was reading today in the uh, Cherry Hill Courier Post, which is. Um, you know, uh, just something I came across. Um, they actually have a uh, blackjack, a, a racetrack at Cherry Hill that was passed today that they will be grandfathered in and will be allowed to open a betting facility there. So you're going to see small little areas, small little things pop up everywhere. Um, and yeah, I mean, everyone's going to try to get in on this. So yeah, the, the Atlantic City will have uh, be hustling and bustling again in no time. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen, thanks for your input. I appreciate you taking the call. Let's yep. keep making money. <laughs> Sounds good. Take it easy. Thanks. Uh, thank you. Right, uh, let's keep it rolling here, and let's talk to uh, 
Our next caller. Caller, what's happening? You're up. Yo, dude. Well, you with us? Going once. Going twice. Call back. Uh, Dallas area code, whoever you are. I thought it was Nick in Dallas, but then I don't think that was his number. Uh, Guan White, go ahead. What's going on? What's up, man? Hey, Guan. Man, this this final is going to suck ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> he might as well just crown the Warriors now. I mean, I mean, Brad Stevens is just – he probably just was in just heaven, really. He, he's just coaching circles around all these teams. and I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, fucking LeBron. Listen, what? you never know. I mean, Steph Curry could blow his knee out. Kevin Durant could break his leg and, and right. you know, yeah, I mean, Clay Thompson could um, – I mean, hell, I can slip and fall and, you know, and I mean, kidnapped. of course I know that. Right, but you I mean, but you're saying like about you're saying about uh, uh Brad Stevens, you don't feel like he'll have prepare, preparation for the Warriors and maybe even try to make it a series. I mean, he but, might. I mean, he might. But just I've watched yeah, the Warriors and the, like the, everybody throws the their best the their best shot there. at them and well, yeah, I'm just saying, but everybody's throwing their best shot at them. They're still getting beat by double digits. I mean, you had Drew Holiday and and uh, Anthony Davis having like all time numbers, you know, and. And they're getting beat by 20. And, like, last night you have Harden going for 40 and Chris Paul, and they're getting beat by double digits. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's just, you know, he's just, you know, Durant's just an assassin when it comes to the jumper, you know. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, this is just gutless, man. I mean, if, if LeBron comes to back to Cleveland next year, like, I'll shave my fucking eyebrows. I don't see how well, he well, will be to, there I next year. I have to interrupt for one second because you, you said a word, gutless, that is, is – appropriate for this team. I had the over in this game at 203 and a half. As of this moment in the fourth quarter, the Cleveland Cavaliers have put 14 but, points on the board. But, but, but I don't know if they're points. gutless. They're not good enough. They don't have enough no, talent. It's a terrible team. It is a terrible, terrible basketball they're, team. And if I was LeBron James, I would beat a path out of Cleveland so fast yeah. your head would spin and if any Cavalier fans turned around and burned my jersey or did whatever they're going to do, my response would be, go talk to the owner. Go talk to the general manager, the fourth one he's had in the tenure I've been in Cleveland. Go talk to them, because I'm not wasting the last years of my career playing for a garbage organization. I would leave so fast their heads would spin. I wouldn't worry about your eyebrows. Because you're not going to have to worry about your eyebrows. Listen, one other thing. Explain this to me, please. I, I really would like to hear an explanation. Why the fuck has J.J. or J.R. Smith played 27 minutes in this game? Why, Why was Nance and them were – yeah, I know. So I, I don't understand, man. I I mean, and I, and like you said, Jeremy, not only are they gutless, they, they suck. I mean, you said in the head – I mean, y'all both said in the head, you know, they're gutless and they stink. I mean, I watched them. I'm like, man, like, this is terrible. I mean, it's just they they never get under the boards. I mean, it's it's just it's horrible. Well, yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just like shocked. Like, this is crazy. Like, Boston's going mate is probably going to go to the finals with no Kyrie Irving. No, I mean, just yeah, literally like terrible. all. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and that, that's what makes me so sick about the Sixers and how they could not get the job done. And that's why this season was a failure. You had the opportunity to get to the finals because this East sucks. You know it and I know it. 
Um, and like you said, no Kyrie, no no Gordon Hayward. Now look what's going to happen. You're going to have to face them from time you know time and time again. Yeah, it, it's it's brutal, man. It's really tough to watch. I'll be fair. I don't think this Boston team sucks. I really don't. I think they're actually a very good team. But without their no, star players, the opportunity to beat them was there. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. Like he, they're getting, he's getting the maximum effort from his from his players, you know, and 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 that's what from I like. Him. This is crazy from role players. Can you imagine if LeBron James was on this team with these role players and this coach? They would blow through the East without losing a game. They never lose. Right. I agree. It's crazy and wild. I apologize, Blackjack. Yeah, it, it went two o one. Unreal. Wow. Unreal. And I'm sitting here at halftime looking at this. And I'm like, all right, we're good. End of three. I'm like, we're really good. Fourteen points. Fourteen points. That's what this team and you does. know what? You know what? You know what makes me sick about this as well. LeBron James would get shit for this. LeBron James would get blamed. Oh, he's the reason oh, they lost. Yeah. There'll be people. There'll be people that'll blame him for it because they're that fucking dense. They don't understand how to read anything. They don't know anything about sports. If you blame LeBron James for this, you're a fucking idiot. You should never watch basketball yeah. again. LeBron James is everything. Without LeBron James, yes, without him, they're a fucking lottery team. You know it and I know it. And that's kind. They're probably a top lottery team. They're complete shit without LeBron James. Um, And, you know, look, look, you look at the last two games. Okay, they've scored 84 points, and they've scored 83 points, 94 and 83. I mean, just dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Bad team, horrible team. They're a lottery team without LeBron. So they better LeBron get James. used to it. Oh, yeah. That's what they're oh, yeah. LeBron James and Kevin Love scored 64 of their 94 points tonight. Amazing. Think about that. Two players put up 64 points. The entire team put up 30. Wow. <laughs> um, just on another subject before I go, uh, who do you like in uh, the Europa final, Jeff, tomorrow? Uh, I like Atletico Madrid a lot. I think they, I think they win easily. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty flat game, though. I would say two nil. Uh, Marseille is uh, not a good road side. They've only won one road game in this tournament. Uh, it's not a road game. It's neutral. But again, they have to travel. Uh, they're just not the right. same team on the road. Uh, they're kind of a misfit type of team. Atletico Madrid is a Champions League side. If not for Barcelona and Real Madrid, they would win the La Liga every year. Um, they'll, they'll handle. Uh, they'll handle Marseille. They've been the team that I've thought for many weeks and months would win this competition. They belong in the Champions League. They'll get back there. Uh, as long as there's no injury, I don't see any reason they don't beat Marseille. I think they win easily. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I just wanted to kind of, yeah, <laughs> want to validate. I, I was looking at it today, and I was figuring out. I was leaning towards that side. I just wanted to make sure. Cause you yeah, I would. Uh, than I do. If, if you like, I mean, I've already bet the game, but if you like athletic, yeah, I'm about to put it, it in now. Because, uh, people will bet that tomorrow and then push that number down. I mean, it was pretty low to begin with. I mean, it's at, uh, it's actually dropped a little bit. You can actually get around 120, but yeah, I think that's a fair price. Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you guys, and uh, you know, always enjoy uh, talking to you guys. With a, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see some better basketball, but. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I wouldn't. But y'all have a good night. <laughs> All right, man. Know. Take it easy. Thank you. See you. All right, bye. Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't bank on it, uh, Blackjack, that we're going to see better basketball because, you know, you look at these games uh, before this round, complete shit. I mean, there were two sweeps. Uh, there were 
and the other two are 4-1. I mean, what does the NBA do if these series are both, you know, I don't know, sweeps? <laughs> then what? Or, or not sweeps, 4-1 and, and 4 or whatever it Nothing. is. Nothing. What, what can you do? What can you do? I mean, it's, it's you know, this is – this is the the upside and the downside of the league that we have today, and that is that there's no depth in the, the NBA anymore. There are a handful of teams that will contend to go to the NBA Finals, and everyone else is really just not very good. I mean, that's, that's what happens when you create these so-called super teams. You have three players on the Golden State Warriors that would be number one options on any other team. You look at Cleveland, and you've got LeBron James and Kevin Love. Boston's got Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward. Houston's got Harden and Paul. I mean, what, what, what else do you really have? I mean, it, that's the problem. You, you lose depth. There's no more depth in the NBA. And, it's top and heavy, this, and that's it. And this is where the NBA and where we go back to not having enough, like you just said, with the depth. There's one team every year that will always win, and until you match that team, you're never going to win. Look how long it's taken to match these teams. I mean, Boston is just getting there. The Sixers are on their way. There's teams that are on their way, but it's just, this is the league now. It's just how it is, unfortunately. Uh, there's a guy, Black Chick, on Twitter. Uh, his name is uh, Lake Show Yo. He's got like 32,000 followers. He's, I guess he's more of a troll page, but he just tweeted out um, a poll. Uh, Does LeBron have enough help? Uh, please retweet. Uh, 62% voted no. What are the thirty-eight percent looking at? Is that just I'm going to hit yes to no be idea. funny, or I, mean, I have no what idea. What are they looking at? I, mean, I don't this know. Is, this is a complete dreadful side without LeBron James. Um, but uh, yeah, I you mean, it, it's an it's, ugly league. It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's people that are sitting back and they're reminiscing about the years of Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and they're forgetting that Michael Jordan played with a Hall of Famer and a top 50 player in Scottie Pippen. And he played with Dennis Rodman and Tony Kukoc. And he played with all these really, really talented players that provided the help that he needed. And that Magic Johnson played with Kareem and James Worthy and Byron Scott. And Larry Bird had Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. And, you know, people seem to, to forget that these guys had a lot of help on their teams, too. And if you look back into the 90s, which a lot of people tend to romanticize in the NBA, and I remember it well, and I, I know you'll remember what I'm talking about, there were lots of teams just like this Cleveland Cavaliers team. The New York Knicks were one of them. They had Patrick Ewing, and then they had a bunch of role players, and they could never get over the hump because of that. Because who was their second best player? Charles Oakley, John Starks, couldn't do it. The Pacers couldn't do it. They had Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer. Who, was that? who came after him? Dale Davis? I mean, it, 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 you had lots and lots Rick of teams. Smith. Yeah, but this is what I'm talking about. These were decent players, not great players. Michael Jordan was playing with another top 50 guy in Scottie Pippen. Look at that, he uh, had one of the greatest coaches of all time in Phil Jackson. And you're going out there against, you know, who, does, who, did, who did Clyde Drexler have in Portland? Nobody. You know what I mean? Who did Barkley have in Philadelphia? He didn't have a great team around him. Even in Phoenix, he didn't have a great team around him. Uh-huh. Super Team City now, Blackjack. That's how it goes. Uh, if you want to join us, we'd love to hear from you. 917-889-3290 here on Viva La Vegas. We're presented by the Action Network. Uh, let's keep it moving. Phone calls. Uh, caller, you're live. 
You're up. What's up, big man? It's Armin. Hey, bro. What's up, Armin? Uh, doing good, doing good. Just uh, finished up this game. Uh, got a couple things that I kind of wanted to run by you guys. First, I know, uh, big man, you were talking about this poll that, that, w- that you just saw, but isn't this, I agree that LeBron doesn't have enough help, but isn't this really his own doing? I mean, he's almost the architect of the team no. as a whole. So no. it's not a bad point, actually. No, I disagree with it. I disagree with it. And here's why I disagree with it. I, I, listen, I certainly think LeBron James is consulted about every move they make. But I actually don't think that LeBron James functions as the general manager of this team. I think at times he certainly functions as the coach of the team. But I think largely he kind of lets them put the team in place that they think they can put around him. I don't think LeBron's out there making trades happen. I think he may turn around and say, I'd like to play with this guy or I don't want to play with this guy. But the bottom line is, Armin, this team has had him there now for four years, and they have put together a roster that is not very good. Kyrie Irving was there when he got there. They traded to get Kevin Love before they played one game on the floor together. Since then, they've done nothing to improve this roster. They've gone out and signed guys that – have been useless. They paid a bunch of money to J.R. Smith. They paid a bunch of money to Tristan Thompson. So, and you know what? What have you gotten out of it? You got nothing. You well, have Kyle Korver Black before. Jack, that, Black Jack, that's, that's exactly my point, though. Isn't Tristan Thompson um, is represented by LeBron's agency, and you know, it's it's kind of almost well-known sure, that sure. Tristan and, and JR and, were And both you're right about that, Norman, that I'm sure LeBron wanted Tristan Thompson to get paid. But let me ask you a question. Having followed LeBron James's career, I'm sure you followed the whole thing, and I'm sure you've heard the same quotes I have. If the Cleveland Cavaliers, because I'm pretty sure Pat Riley would have drawn a line in the sand with Tristan Thompson and not paid him, certainly not what he was asking for. One of two things is going to happen. Either Tristan Thompson is eventually going to take less money, or he's going to walk and you're going to have an enormous amount of cap space to go and get a better player. If that would have happened and they bring in a guy who's better and the team wins more, do you really think LeBron James is holding that against you? I, I don't. I, I don't think he is, but that makes it – he's almost, in a sense, put them in a bind because now you've got to find a way to try to trade Princeton Thompson's contract. And, again, I don't – I – you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a LeBron fan, but I appreciate his I mean, greatness. It's where you have and, to have some backbone. It's where, as an organization, you need to have some backbone and go to LeBron and say, listen, we know he's your guy. We know he's represented by your guy. We're going to try to do right by him, but we're not going to put the franchise in a bad spot going forward so we can't give you help a year or two from now. And if he's got an issue with that. He's got an issue with it. But the problem is when you, let, when you, when you just try to do this appeasement thing – and you have no eye for the future of the organization, you wind up screwed. And that's where they are. He's going to leave this team, Armin. They're going to be a lottery team. And they're going to be very, very but, but bad. Armin, Armin, let me ask you also. I mean, I, I just have a question. Are you, are you a Cav fan, first of all? No. No, I'm, I'm, not, a, okay. I'm, I'm not a Cleveland fan. So, so at the end of the day, who cares? Because LeBron James doesn't care. He, he's just going to leave, and they're going to be a lottery team. And they're going to have to deal with that on their own. I I get what you're saying, but I mean, listen. I mean, they're the ownership. They made the moves at the end of the day. Um, and I think a lot of that is on is on Dan Gilbert, like like you guys said, because 
When yep. LeBron walked the first time, he released that letter and made this big hoorah about it. And then when he wanted to come back, he kept, you know welcomed him with open arms. And, uh, you know, I, I think part of it is he's letting LeBron dictate the pace. And like you said, Blackjack, without if you don't show that you have a backbone, then why would LeBron not do what, what he wants to Armin, do? I think that LeBron James coming back to Cleveland after the things that Dan Gilbert said about him, which were unkind to be generous right coming back to cleveland showed that he's really not a petty guy like he'll get over stuff and he'll do what he thinks is best they dan gilbert has never been able to retain a general manager he's never had a general manager serve out more than one contract he's never extended someone david griffin put this team in place got lebron back to cleveland traded for kevin love did all this stuff and his answer was to let david griffin walk out the door Maybe if you had a competent general manager, maybe David Griffin could have smoothed over the Kyrie Irving situation. Because if you listen to what Griffin said on ESPN when the Irving trade happened last year, he said Kyrie's had this concern for the last couple of seasons. And obviously someone was able to work it out. There is no way on earth they should have traded Kyrie Irving. None. I said it then and I'll say it now. Trading Kyrie Irving was a panic move. They had him under contract for two more years. If you're so miserable, Kyrie, play out the two years and then walk out the door. We'll trade you in the last year at the trade deadline and get something for you. But there was no need with the championship window of this team wide open to trade Kyrie Irving. I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Blackjack. I, I, I just I didn't I don't get it now, and and I I don't think I'll ever get it. Why they? you know, basically panicked and, and, and pulled the trigger within, what do you think it was, like a week or so of Kyrie saying he yeah. wanted out? Yeah, I'll tell you why, Armin, because wh- wh- where are you from, Armin? Where are you calling from? I'm from Atlanta. Okay, well, not in your backyard, but a team that is very, very reminiscent of this Cleveland Cavaliers team to me is the Washington Redskins. They're an organization with no plan. They go out, they make a splash, it doesn't work out. They panic a year later to do something different. They're constantly right. changing course. <laughs> the Cavaliers are the same way. You should have a brain in your head and say, you know what? Ty Lue's fine. Maybe LeBron likes Ty Lue. But you know what? LeBron has shown a lot of respect for guys like Coach K, Popovich. And I'm not saying you're going to get one of those two because you're not. But maybe we go out and we try to get a guy that really connects with him. Maybe we try to get a really high-level coach to put him in position where he's not playing 40 minutes a game at 33 years old in his 15th season in the NBA. Maybe we try to get a GM in here who can put this thing together and keep it moving long term. Because then he looks at it and says, you know what, they'll figure it out. If I'm LeBron James, I have no confidence they're going to figure this out. In fact, I'm pretty certain they're not going to figure it out. I'm with you, Dave. They they look pretty bad in this series, and I think, like you said, you know, LeBron gets to walk after after this year when he realizes that the team around him just isn't, isn't going to give him what he needs to win. And I, I think as much as uh, – I don't want to say it would pain me, but, you know, I, I'd like to see him in the East on a competitive team that, you know, can give the Warriors a fight. Say it, Armin. Say where you want to see him. <laughs> Big Red, you, I, I know, I know you want me to, I know you want me to say it, but I, I just, well, I, I don't. Let, I Armin, 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 let me ask you. Then where else do yeah. you think he's going to go? 
Because I mean, I don't, I don't think it, who else would work on the in the East Coast Eastern Conference? Anywhere he wants to go. Anywhere he wants to go. The bottom line is this: right. I heard I was when I was in Vegas, I was watching. Uh, I caught some of first take, which I usually don't watch, uh, but I caught it out there, <laughs> and they were talking yeah. about if LeBron were on the Knicks with a healthy Kristaps Porzingis, would they be a threat to win the East? The answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. He's the greatest player, and I'm not saying he's going to New York. He's not. But the point I'm making is if you put him on any roster in the Eastern Conference that has any sort of talent, and let's be real, he's not going to the Hawks. He's not going to, uh, you know, the Nets. If he finds a team he likes that's got some young pieces, they'll be able to make trades. They'll be able to move draft picks. They'll be able to maneuver things so that, yes, they are a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference. The East is a bad conference. If LeBron James decided he wanted to go to any team, they'll figure it out. He, he makes them the favorite in that conference. He just does. And as good as Philadelphia has been, I, I think you would acknowledge this, Jeff. There is a concern with Philadelphia with Embiid's injury history. Simmons missed a full year due to injury. You don't know. I mean, look, if Embiid goes down with a back problem, the dynamic on that team changes entirely. Sure. No, you're totally right. I mean, which is, you know, kind of the, the – I think we talked about that last night. It's like, you know, look, at it, if any team star player goes out, it's going to change dramatically. But, yeah, no, you're right. I, I just think he can go anywhere he wants. I think he can go absolutely any place he wants to go. And I don't know what's appealing to him. I don't know what players he's got an eye on that maybe he wants to play with. I don't know. But I, I think – any place he chooses to go is going to become a top team in that conference. It's a bad conference. Guys, what about what about thoughts on you think LeBron will consider something like Milwaukee if they can get uh obviously Jabari Parker is is a guy that will probably leave or can leave if they were to to swing something where they could get rid of I think the only big contract that they've really got uh besides Giannis is I wanna say Eric Bledsoe and or Chris Middleton. Uh would that – I mean, I, I know it's a small market team, but do you yeah. think that that's something that – you well, know, I, I don't think it's a possibility. Jeff, why don't you take this first because I've, I've got some thoughts on this. Why don't you go and let, let us know what you think. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I, I think that's too small market. I, I, I don't think uh, – I, I don't think they can pull that off. Again, I don't know what their, their cap – their situation is there or, or what they can actually – do there? I, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, they do have a new arena, which is exciting, and yeah, they are right. kind of a team that's kind of on the up and up. But they don't have a coach. Uh, that that's kind of up in the air still, uh, which not a big deal. But yeah, I, I don't know that I see that. But it's an interesting point. I I just I, I just think there's one option for him, or maybe two: Houston or the Sixers. Um, and and I think he'll decide yeah, between I, those. Two. I don't. I I certainly think Philadelphia is an option for him, but I I don't think that Houston is simply because. We talked about it with the cap space. I mean, if you look at – I've got the list of, of what team's cap space is going to be next year, and it's not, it's not pretty for the Houston Rockets. I mean, the Houston Rockets actually have the highest payroll in the NBA going into next year, and they still need to re-sign Chris Paul. So they would have to essentially gut the rest of that team and get Paul or LeBron to take a steep discount because realistically – you're talking about those two guys that have to split one max salary, and that's just not going to happen. So if you look yeah, at, at they, who has the Rockets, 
if you look at who has who has room available, and we exclude the teams that are terrible, the Hawks, the Kings. I mean, he's not going there. You know, you start looking at teams at the top of this list. The Pacers. I don't see him going to Indiana. I don't think that works. Um, the Bulls. The Bulls don't, are young and they've got some nice pieces, but I think they're too young. The Knicks have a lot of cap room. I don't really see the Knicks being being a, a player for him with Porzingis probably not coming back until December or January. Milwaukee is the next hey, team Black on that Jack, list. You know Blackjack, you know what's interesting is that the Knicks have hired now David Fisdale, and we know that LeBron is a, is a supporter of him. Yes. Uh, well, he was an assistant that that, Miami. Right, right. So I think that that's You know that's what, man? Well. I, I would say the Knicks would be more of a candidate if Porzingis was going to be healthy because the Knicks right now, right. as it stands, have about $21 million in cap room. They wouldn't have to do very much to fit him in there. Um, the problem is, you know, you don't know what when Porzingis is coming back and you don't know what you're getting. So now I do think that if he were serious about considering New York, and Fizdale is really the only reason you could think that, and the fact that it's New York, and if somebody were to win an NBA title, in New York, they would be you know, a legend in this city. Um, they do have the eight pick in this draft, which you could package in a deal with maybe a one next year, and you could probably get a pretty decent player for that. Um, so there is that flexibility. But your point about Milwaukee, and I'll say this about Milwaukee, they certainly have the young talent there. Between Middleton, Brogdon, Giannis, I think they probably need to move Bledsoe to make it happen, um, which they could do or stretch him and release him. Um, The small market thing to me doesn't really come into it, and I'll I'll just say why, because, look, Cleveland's a small market. When LeBron James is on your roster, you're going to play the maximum number of nationally televised games. You're going to be on TV all the time. The media is going to be there all the time. I don't know that it really matters that to LeBron James that he lives in Milwaukee for a few months a year. I don't know that he cares about that. I, I mean, I, I think he's much more focused on winning because he has said that is his priority. He wants to win titles. He's chasing Michael Jordan. He wants to get more rings. I, I'm not discounting Milwaukee. I'll be curious to see who they hire as a head coach. Um, maybe if they hire, you know, Budenholzer, maybe, but, you know, the Knicks thing is intriguing to me, but as a Knicks fan, I try not to get my hopes up at anything because they perpetually screw things up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the money works in New York. Porzingis is a very, very nice young piece. They do have that eight pick. And David Fisdale was a great hire. For the first time in a long time, I think the Knicks got the higher right at head coach. Um, right. And, yeah, I think you could meet that eight pick, and if you packaged it maybe with another number one in a year or two, you could probably get a pretty decent player for that, uh, and then then you're starting to talk about having a team there. Um, but I don't know. I, I I just think it's look, it's open to him, man. I mean, you know, we're sitting here to if if Kyrie Irving wasn't on the Boston Celtics, I'd say that may be where he went because they're sitting here with almost 16 million in cap room. They could probably find another you know 15 to sign him, but I I sincerely doubt Kyrie Irving and LeBron James want to play together again. Right. Yep. Um, and I got uh, one other topic. If you guys got a couple minutes for me, is um, big man. I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm a Cubs fan originally from Chicago, but I'm intrigued by the AL East. Uh, almost every year, um, do you think the the Yankees are going to be able to get along and 
kind of come to a, uh, you know, come to a more average mean. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you, you know, we're seeing the good and the bad, I feel like, from the Yankees on a so far. Are, are they going to become steady and consistent? And do you think that they're going to have to go get some pitching? Because right now, as I see it, it seems like Severino is really the only, quote-unquote, top-of-the-rotation guy. And I don't know if I would want him as my number one going into a, into a playoff series. Yeah, listen, I think you've mostly seen good from the Yankees. I mean, it's hard to say that you've seen anything bad. Um, As far as, look, I've said time and time again, I think they do need to go out and get yourself a starter. Because you look at Severino, I think he's an ace at this point. He's turned into that. He's given you a great start after great start. He's really shown, you know, signs of progression. Tanaka's starting to see it a bit better as well. Um, He gave up a couple runs tonight. Uh, Obviously, you know, if he can be – you don't need him to be your ace. I worry about Sabathia. Can he do this over the course of a season? Um, he's done well. He had a pretty good season last year, but we know the uh, summer months are coming. He's not exactly a picture of, he- a picture of health, uh, and that's going to be a concern. Though I do think he's a little bit more durable than we think. Sonny Gray has been an absolute mess. Um, Domingo Herman, listen, he's a nice kid. Had a good start. He had a bad start. He's not ready to pitch in the playoffs if you'll even need him. I think they need to go out and make a move for a pitcher. I said at the beginning of the year, I thought that was one advantage that the Red Sox do have. But other than that, I, I don't think there's a lot of holes with this team. Um, you know, uh, center field is, I don't know, kind of irritating. I'm not a big Aaron Hicks guy. He struggled. I mean, explain to me why he was hitting leadoff today. I, I don't get that at all. I was going to mention that for you. Uh, He's hitting like a, zero like a bucking thing. Yeah, it makes no sense. But you're going to get Greg Bird back. Keep in mind, he's been on the DL. Tommy Kingley's been on the DL. Uh, Sess has been on the DL. He could be a bullpen help for you. Um, you, you still have guys that are, that are on the uh, shelf. So, yeah, I think they're pretty damn good. I think they will make a move for a pitcher. But I think right now they are the team to beat in baseball. Uh, you know, Boston's very good and Houston and all these other teams. But I, I would think they'll go out and make a move for sure for a pitcher. Yeah, a free, offensively, you know, I don't – I don't see them with a lot of holes, especially if they can get Brandon um, Drury back because he's so versatile. Uh, right. You know, the only he other was place a big that move I was, for them. That was a big the move only for other them. Place, the only other place that I really see is, man, it's really sad to watch Gary Sanchez behind the plate. And I say that as a, as a fan of the guy. Who, I, I love I'll tell you what, man. But it's it's hard to find good catchers anymore. It really is. I mean, he, I think you can kind of make up for his his defense, I guess, just through his offense. It's hard to find good catchers. I mean, ask any team in the MLB. There's not a lot of good catchers left. There's three or four maybe. Um, I think one thing, though, and I do like your point about Drury because he can play multiple positions. He's he's great. I, I think the one concern I have with the Yankees at times is they, they are a bit dependent on home runs a lot of the time. You look at – most of their runs right. are coming from home runs. But, um, yeah, I, I think Gary Sanchez, you kind of just say, well, I mean, he's going to give us a bad and a hope he can get better. But it's hard. Catchers are hard to find anymore. I, I, I agree. I mean, it's a uh, – uh, as a Cubs fan, I enjoy watching Wilson Contreras and appreciate what he does on the defensive end. But I'm with you. I never um, – well, I guess fun fact, I played some high school baseball with Brian McCann, um, and I never appreciated, I want to say, when McCann was in, you know, his last couple of years with the Yankees, what what he brought to the team uh, until I kind of saw 
you know, what they were after he left behind the plate. No, you're totally right. I mean, catchers can be huge. I mean, that, that you're totally right with that. But, um, but yeah, hey, listen, Armin, great call, man. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. See you later. Uh, Blackjack, Armin might have been the longest caller we've ever had. Possibly. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Let, let's try to get this call. It could be our friend uh, Julian from Vancouver. I'm not sure if it is. Call your life. I worry about this younger generation, Blackjack. I, I really do. Like, it's, it's sad to, to think about. I mean, Dick yeah. does that every night, man. Every night he does that. Yep. I had a thought. Maybe maybe it's that guy's sour shoes, but he, I don't think I he knows no about idea. our show. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. Either way, uh, he's a weirdo. Uh, Blackjack... Uh, other than that, I mean, we're kind of uh, we're kind of at the end here. I mean, we we've talked the NBA out, we've talked sports betting out. Uh, baseball's kind of just been weird because there's a lot of rainouts and and just the season's very new, obviously. Um, what? Let me ask you, Blackjack. Over the next month, um, what are you looking forward to most about sports? Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, for sure. Um, Let's say other I think it's than the only that. thing. Well, I think it's the only thing in sports that has the, uh, where the outcome is not, you know, uh, decided. I mean, I, I think I think we're gonna have a great series with Vegas and Winnipeg. Um, Tampa, you know, got one tonight. I don't really think Tampa's gonna give the Capitals much in the rest of the series, but they got one tonight. Uh, I think we'll have a great series out west, and I think the Stanley Cup Finals will be fantastic. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I am looking forward to the WNBA beginning uh, at the end of this month, uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think that there's a, a lot of, of value to be had there, and I think that a lot of people don't bet it, and I think we're going to get some people into some WNBA action. And then, obviously, as the summer goes on, we've got the World Cup, which which will be fun, um, always interesting. I wish the United States would have qualified for it. it makes it a little bit more uh, – people are a little more engaged in it, but you know, even so, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Blackjack, I got an issue. Um, I saw this story. I, f- I found it interesting. I-, I didn't know that that you could not get, you know, especially being a celebrity. Um, I saw a news report that Dejounte Murray, um, he was denied entrance into a restaurant in Beverly Hills due to his girlfriend. Her skirt was too short. Have you yeah. ever heard of that? I've never, I've never seen that before. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I, and I I'm, think. I'm, it- I think at certain uh, high-end establishments in, in, you know, certainly in places like L.A. and New York and, you know, maybe some, uh, some you know, bougier places like Aspen or Jackson Hole, I think that you'll see restaurants have dress codes that they adhere to no matter who you are. Um, it, it didn't, I saw the story. It didn't shock me. Um, I mean, it, you know, I don't know what she was wearing, uh, but if the restaurant has that dress code, then, yeah, it's not going to let you in. And also, let's According to DeJounte Murray's not LeBron James, so, I mean, DeJounte Murray. <laughs> also, according to reports, uh, they spoke with the manager, also ultimately let them in, uh, and they were very happy after the meal, raving about the restaurant, and they were in a good mood. So, hey, listen, um, you know, I, I didn't know you could do that. I, I mean, it didn't look too bad, uh, but, hey, uh, slow sports day here on uh, Viva La Vegas. Uh, Blackjack, any uh, 
yeah, I think this will wrap it up. I mean, any any final words? Anything you're looking forward to to uh, tomorrow? Are you Vegas? What is Vegas, your Vegas, What is your outlook? Vegas. Vegas. You bet them every night. You love Vegas. I, I bet them every single time in the playoffs, Jeff. So nah, I mean, really? <laughs> every really? game in the playoffs, I have bet them. Um, What's it going to take nine, you to bet against? I will not. I won't do it. I won't do it. Uh, Even it, if it looks. It, no way. No. It's it's potentially feasible that I could lay off and bet the total, but I, w- I will not put a ticket against them. There's no chance I'm doing that. Um, wow. Like tomorrow, I'll tell you. Tomorrow, you know, they're, they're minus 140. I think they get the job done tomorrow in game three. Um, but that total sitting at five and a half. I really like that over tomorrow. I think that's, I think that's a play um, at over five and a half with these two teams. So I, I, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna jump on them right now. I'm gonna take both the total and Vegas right now. I yep. like it. Um, wanted to also talk about Black quickly. Uh, Matt Harvey back on the mound for the uh, Cincinnati Reds after a very nice performance. Uh, on Friday against the uh, LA Dodgers, uh, Andrew Suarez for the uh, for the Giants. Harvey, obviously, you know, can he continue this little you know renaissance, this one game renaissance? We'll give him that one game renaissance. Keep in mind, Andrew Suarez opponents hitting right uh, handed batters are hitting three thirty three against Andrew Suarez. He's a guy that I'm looking to bet against. I think he's up a little too early. This giant pitching staff has really struggled. You look at again tonight, um, you know, they're giving runs up. Uh, Suarez struggled over the weekend. I think he may struggle here. I like Harvey again. Uh, I might just take the Reds plus the 145-ish price here uh, against uh, the Giants uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, a fade, I'm fading Suarez, and I like Harvey. I, I'm not ready to give up yeah. on the guy. I mean that's not uh, that's not a bad play, and you know what you're talking about things that are are uh, uh, of interest. We've got a slow slow moment here. How bad are the L.A. Dodgers, man? I mean that team has just gone in the crapper. They are not a good baseball team. No, and, and you know they're not. And I think one of the, the the concerns that I had for this group this year was obviously you had a great year last year. You had the heartache though of losing. You also had the good fortune last year. Every game. You found a way to come back, uh, kind of like the Yankees have done this year. Every game, you were getting Bellinger hitting home runs. He's struggled. Justin Turner's been injured. You're not getting the same effort from Chris Taylor and Puig. Jock Peterson's been a massive disappointment in his career. Uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw's had issues. Um, you, know, you haven't gotten great pitching out of anyone. I mean, they've been decent. No. Uh, Alex Wood and, and Rich Hill struggled. He was good last year. Um, nothing has went right for them after everything went right for them last year. You look at runs per game, 16th. Um, that they were up towards mm-hmm. the top. Um, they, they just they're struggling in a lot of different things. They're 21st Jeff, in batting average yeah. blackjack. They're, not, they're five and they're, 15 they, in their last 20. Five and 15. Yeah. yeah. No. 16 it, and 25 overall. Eight games behind the Diamondbacks. They're a half game out of last place with the Padres behind them. Yeah, and this, this is a concern, and, and you, you kind of sometimes have to just, um, I guess, substitute the good for the bad or whatever. You're going to have a great year, but, you know, generally it's hard for a team to duplicate what they did the year before, and they're just not getting any break to go their way. 
Um, you also look at the fact that you look at the value on this team. I mean, it's pretty big. Um, they're not going to any World Series this year. Uh, they lose again tonight to the lowly Marlins. Um, uh-huh. Ugly stuff uh, overall. Alex Wood, um, you know, didn't pitch terribly, but they just they can't score runs, and that's been a kind of a big problem. We'll see if Justin Turner can can help them a bit. But you're right, they're a bad baseball team right now, uh, and, and they're struggling. We'll see if they can get it turned around. They're still only about what forty three games into the season. Um, yeah. Or I mean, I'm with you, Jeff, but they're, they're just, I mean, they're one game better than the Miami Marlins. I mean, they yeah. for the talent that's on that roster, it's astounding. I mean, it's absolutely astounding how bad they've been. They can't even yeah. win when Kershaw is. You're totally right. Yeah. He's been a total money burner uh, all, uh, all year. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting year for the Dodgers. It's been an interesting year for the Yankees so far. A lot of interesting things. The Mets have went from being 11 and one to, you know, the sky's falling. Um, your team, you know, the Chicago White Sox are absolutely horrible. Uh, the Barlins are bad. Um, there's some bad teams of baseball. There's some great teams of baseball. Obviously we'll keep you posted all summer as we head into the abyss of baseball. Uh, really other than, you know, and that's, what's great though about this year. Though. At least you have world cup. At least you have, some things to kind of break up the monotony, uh, which is fun. So uh, football's coming. We'll, we'll obviously start previewing that at some point uh, and, uh, you know, kind of get you ready for, uh, uh, you know, another fall and winter. Uh, before we know blackjack, it'll be Thanksgiving and you'll get college basketball, college football, bowl season. Uh, the world just keeps turning. And as they say uh, on the great, as the world turns, the world turns. Uh, so we'll keep it going, blackjack. We'll wrap it up tonight. Uh, about 20 minutes to spare. Uh, some good calls tonight, some lengthy calls, though they were good. Uh, they were solid. Um, any final words, Blackjack? Vegas in the over tomorrow. Like it. Let's rock. Uh, everyone have a great night. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Bye-bye. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.